1: Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're continuing our New Deal series by talking about the National Industrial Recovery Act. So grab your standards of labor and let's get civical. welcome back welcome back yeah. because i'm gonna assume that all of you are just coming back for more and if you're new hello welcome hello. we see you we love you we see you we love you look in the closet i'm there can you imagine <laughs> can you imagine oh my god I was you know there's somebody
2: You would I be very good at scaring the shit out of people. Well, sure.
0: I feel like
1: you would lie in wait because I've watched. This is what it is. I've watched every episode of Forensic Files, and there are approximately (laughs) one thousand episodes of Forensic Files. I know how to how to like not. I don't want to say I know how to like kill people, but I know how to like get spooky because some people are very creative. I listen. I watch. Did you? I meant to send you this article. Did you? or Did I send it to you? Did
2: you um, hear about the story about the guy who was murdered in New York?
1: Yes, and got oh. dismembered. And got dismembered. Ooh, and yeah. decapitated. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I was dismembered like, is is d- does decapitation count as dismemberment? Somebody call me. And I, <laughs> somebody,
2: somebody, <laughs> solve this question for us. I always associate obviously decapitation with the head. And well, the, sure, dis- yeah. And dismemberment with body. With, yeah.
1: But I body parts. what but, yeah, the, def- I the actual definition of yeah. dismemberment, if it's just the legs and the, hand- and the arms, yeah. or if technically you can be dismembered with losing your head.
2: Yeah, if you are listening and you <laughs> are a forensic detective, please
1: call us. <laughs> yeah, the FBI who has been tapping into these <laughs> sessions... Since the beginning. Let me know. Monitoring you. Monitoring oh my goodness. you. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Please let oh, us man. know. That's... I mean, that's a quarantine thought if I've ever had one. You know, Seriously. there's like... when you, I've just been left alone with my brain for so long <laughs> that this is what's starting to happen. It's just like, yep. is this, is this, is this the same thing as that? Huh. Right. I, I've always wondered if, like, SOS... I'm shooting up a flare gun. This is a cry for help, (laughs) (laughs) especially considering what this topic of this episode is about today. It's not about dismemberment. It's so far away from it. Although you could like, we're talking
2: about an act that that like people have mixed feelings and and like mixed perceptions about if it worked or not, and uh, really morbid. But the guy who like dismembered the human being that we're talking about, didn't fully succeed in executing his plan.
1: Oh, so. my God. Way to make the connection from a brutal murder <laughs> in New York to a New Deal act. You made that connection. You were like I, point A to point B. All
2: I roads lead to Rome. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you a tall, tall
1: tale. That was incredible. Um, That was Thank incredible. You. Some of your best Thank work, you so really. Thank you Yes guys today we are we are continuing on our New Deal series. We're back at it. We're back in the saddle of the New Deal, and we're not doing murder and we're not doing dismemberment. Um, we are doing the National Industrial Recovery Act of nineteen thirty three. Yeah. so get out your books, guys. get get out your books.
2: This is like. One of those we never hear about it, a because it lasted for two years and it kind of decidedly didn't work and got struck down in court. But there are things about it that you're like,
1: oh, we did try some we good tried. shit. We tried. We
2: did try some good shit. We just did it wrong. Sure. Our story. That is. We're a good try. The slogan. We just did it wrong, America. <laughs> yeah. We tried. We got it wrong.
1: We got it wrong. We yeah. got it wrong. Yep. But yeah, yeah, let's jump in to the New Deal and the National Industrial Recovery Act of 1933. Long title first. Yes, point. it's a very long title. Yep.
2: Although I feel, I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a good title. Sure. The National I mean, Industrial yeah. Recovery. Like I feel like it's, it's explicit in its name of what it's trying to do.
1: Yeah, it's very literal. Yep. And that's just what we do with these titles. Yep. But let's jump into the broad context of the act. Love that. Yes. These notes Please. are coming from Britannica, specifically Rogene A. Bacoltz, the Social Welfare History Project at Virginia Commonwealth University. Hello. Mm-hmm. And Georgia State University. Oh, my God. Georgia State. I know. Hello. I know. Hello, okay. GSU. Hello, GSU. Hello, GSU. We see you. <laughs> okay okay so here we go when franklin delano roosevelt was inaugurated in march of 1933 one quarter of the nation's workforce representing approximately 13 million workers in the united states was out of work so a a tale i know well like we're not like we're not at a quarter percent
2: unemployment we never really were but we got pretty high it was it's very high yeah it's very high and also like inflated yeah or deflated deflated yeah like our numbers are deflated yeah it really continue
1: uh yeah i mean we're just (laughs) we're just reminiscing about the great depression (laughs) sort of seeing some seeing some parallels
2: i love it because when you're actually experiencing you know the next great depression you're like man man we're here again
1: we are here again history Really does repeat. Sure does. Sure does. Okay. So, overproduction in the 1920s led to inflation. And in 1929, the Wall Street crash flattened the United States economy. I love it. I mean, I don't love it, obviously, but like, (laughs) crash. We love a drama. We love a drama. I love the idea of it crashing, you know? Like, just tumbling to the ground. Like, I always see, like, rubble, even though there was no, like, actual physical crash. It's just, like, (laughs) the numbers went, oh, no.
2: The banks are in rubble and the money is just
1: around. It's just around. It's just around. Okay. The National Industrial Recovery Act was one of several measures passed by Congress and supported by President FDR in an effort to help the nation recover from the Great Depression. Like, this is when FDR is just coming out and being like, Bill,
0: Bill, yeah. Bill, yeah. bill, 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 Bill. Yeah. You get a bill. You get a bill. You get a bill. I got you get a bill, 600 you get a bill.
1: bills. Let's go. Yep. And Congress is like, oh, my God. <laughs>
0: okay. Oh, my God.
1: Stop it. Stop, 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 stop. Stop, stop, stop. Stop. I got it. <laughs> we got yeah. it. Love it. Love his work. It was enacted during the famous first hundred days of his first term in office. This is the, the National Industrial Recovery Act was enacted and was the centerpiece of his initial efforts to reverse the economic collapse of the Great Depression. The act was signed into law on June 16th, 1933, and was to remain in effect for two years. Two years. Two years. Two long years. Look, it's... Very uh, teeny tiny time. You know? But but in, like, the span of the Great Depression, like... Yeah. It's... Two years is a long time.
2: Yeah. God, Yes. We're only five months into COVID. God,
1: I know, right? (laughs) Can't wait to see what legislation is going to be cranked out for this. Oh, my God. So the act attempted to make structural changes in the industrial sector of the economy and to alleviate unemployment with a public works program. Love. Yep. And the act suspended antitrust laws and supported an alliance of industries. Oh, my goodness. I mean, <gasps> we love to see it. We love to it's see trying it. To, it's trying to do a lot. Mm-hmm. It's but really like, trying good. to do some work. Can you imagine if they, like, put out something that did one thing? Like, right. we are, w- there is rubble, honey. It is crashed. Yeah. We have crashed and burned. You better be giving me a 2,000-page a act right now. Like, let's get yeah. moving. <laughs> Let's get some stuff done. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about what's in the act
2: and how it was passed. Love. The House of Representatives passed the National Industrial Revolution. No, no. Recovery. Recovery. The National. But
1: I Industrial. love the idea of it being a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> the National Industrial Revolution. See, that's a better name. It doesn't that's make sense. That's a better name. It that's doesn't a make sense. Much better name. You throw "revolution" into anything, and it's so much cooler. Like, Dwayne Revolution instead of (laughs) Dwayne Reed? Oh, my God. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Come on. Come on.
2: Wine Revolution? Hell yeah, baby.
1: Olive Revolution instead of Olive Garden? Someone call me (laughs) to do branding. We would eat there every day. Every day. I honestly, this is, we're not sponsored by Olive Garden, but if you are listening, Olive Garden, I'm such a fan. I'm such a fan of your work, I'm such a fan of your restaurant, the, that salad, those breadsticks.
2: I love it. So, the yeah, the House of Representatives passed the National Industrial Recovery Act by a vote of 325 to 76. But when it reached the Senate, uh, several powerful senators opposed the bill. Some favored alternate legislation authored by Alabama Senator Hugo Black, which promoted a 30-hour work week.
1: Wasn't Hugo Black, like... It was nominated
2: to the Supreme Court, I think, then later.
1: Maybe that's right now. I just feel like the last former senator to serve on the Supreme Court. Wow. I just. Oh, hold on. I just saw Hugo Black and the KKK. So this is uh, this might be go. what I'm what I'm mem- remembering. Oh, uh, he did. He joined the KKK. Mm hmm.
2: Oh my God! Although he openly opposed the Klan's activities, he understood that its support for a prerequisite for political success. That it was a that the group support was needed for political sure, success. Sure, to be endorsed.
1: And yes. I just have to say, honey, you should have lost. Oh my God! Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, that's what You're I knew it. Join I knew it. I can smell Good a KKK for... endorsement from a mile away. Good for Great. you. Great. Okay, Hugo,
2: go off. So, some favored in terms of the National Industrial Recovery Act. I don't know why I keep wanting to say revolution. It's just in my brain now. If you and I can't out, get away from it slips out. Let it
1: be. Let it be. Let honey.
2: it be. So, yeah. So, there was alternate legislation proposed by Hugo Black, KKK member. His legislation proposed a 30 hour work week.
1: Which like look, we love a thirty hour work week, uh, but you know like, what?
2: Not at not at the expense of
1: not at the hands KKK of the KKK. Elevation. I think we can no. just we can just tackle that issue independently yep. of human in Black. a different way. In a different yes. way. From a different, in a different source. Way. You know? Yep.
2: Agreed. Some Senate progressives preferred other alternatives to the act. Many conservatives opposed any increase in federal powers that would result from the National Industrial Recovery Act or from its relief measures. And some senators were troubled by the fact that the act suspended the enforcement of antitrust laws at the same time that it called on businesses to play a major role in drafting, quote, codes of fair competition. So, what they're trying to do, what's basically what's happening is like everybody's out of work, unemployment is so high, and so they're trying to, like, figure out how to get people back to work. And so what they, what they do is basically when they say, like, codes of fair competition, what they mean is, like, guidelines of operation. Sure. And we'll, we'll talk about them. Love. The Senate eventually approved the bill by a margin of seven votes. The National Industrial Recovery Act was divided into three sections or titles.
1: There's always titles.
2: There's always titles and sections. Yes. Titles and sections.
1: Titles and sections.
2: The first title, uh, Title I, promoted centralized economic planning by instituting codes of fair competition for industries. It declared a national emergency because of the widespread unemployment and disorganization of industries across the United States, which burdens interstate and foreign commerce. So, like, the fact that industries are in chaos makes it hard to exchange goods and services. We experienced that. I personally experienced that during COVID when my puzzles were in short supply. Oh, my God. Sure. Sure. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> they could not they took forever to arrive and i was like oh, burdened interstate and foreign commerce i understand <laughs> i understand <laughs> uh, it's burdened. like it's
1: 1930 and, it's and we all are over burdened. Again.
2: Yeah. and we are burdened so they also declared the national emergency because obviously the great depression was affecting public public welfare undermining the standards of living of the american people so the the first title of the act is basically like this shit's bad. It's going down south real quick. And we're going to elevate that and recognize that and affirm that in our reality. Perfect.
1: Perfect. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's affirm yeah. it.
2: Yeah. So to correct all the things that we just talked about that were resulting from the Great Depression, the National Industrial Recovery Act proposed to, quote, remove obstructions to the free flow of interstate and foreign commerce to eliminate unfair competitive practices to increase the competition of industrial and agricultural products by increasing purchasing power and to reduce and relieve unemployment and to improve standards of labor. So they're, like, trying to get everything going again, trying to get product moving, trying to get people back to work. Also, at the same time, like, not just sending them back, which I feel like is something that we, in our time of COVID, could really learn from. Like, the act that passes also has provisions for better standards of labor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, you know, like, like can you uh, like can you imagine us passing something like this right now? No.
2: No. The National Industrial Recovery Act was to accomplish these goals through the codes of fair competition, which were essentially sets of rules created on an industry by industry basis governing wages, prices, and business practices. So like restaurants, maybe entertainment, manufacturing kind of like how you know cuomo divided the phases up by industry like that's yeah it's a similar idea of like this all seems to be working in this you know restauranting all seems to be happening in the same way so like how about some guidelines for them yeah it was hoped that organized cooperation between business and government would correct what was perceived by some to be waste and inefficiency in the free market economy
1: i love that they've got really good What's intentions it? i love what was to be perceived by some to be waste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be waste. It's perceived to by some waste. that this is waste. I love this was that. This is wasteful. It's like that line in
2: Independence Day where the guy where like Bill Pullman gets taken to the alien to Area 51. Sure. And what's his face? I forget the guy who plays the dad, Gold, Jeff Goldblum's dad but he's like, Bill Pullman's like, how do you pay for all this? And he's like, <laughs> You don't honestly think they spend $10,000 on a hammer, $50,000 on a toilet seat, do you? And it's like,
1: oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Waste. Of Waste. Course. Waste. 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 Or secret money to hide an alien. Secret money. <laughs> there's, secret, there's secret alien monies everywhere. Like, come on. There's come secret on. alien money. Every bill that's oh my passed God. has secret alien money. And if you don't oh believe God. it, get out of my face. <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh, my God. That
2: and it was the brother.
1: And it was the brother. Hello, hashtag Jean Bonnet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in short, Title One of the Act empowered the president to establish an executive branch agencies to carry out the purposes of the Act, and included a quote sunset provision, nullifying the Act in two years. Okay. So its its yep. termination was written into its into it. Yep. I love it. Yep. Okay. Great. Self destruct. Will self destruct. It also permitted trade or industrial associations to seek presidential approval of codes of fair competition, so long as such codes did not promote monopolies or provide unfair competition against small businesses and provided for enforcement of these codes. Great. Love it. Okay. It exempted the codes from federal antitrust laws, of course. Mm-hmm. And it guaranteed right. It guaranteed rights of workers to form unions and collectively bargain with management, as well as banned, quote, yellow dog contracts. Do oh, we know up. what yellow dog contracts
2: are? Is a contract between a worker and an employer in which the worker agrees not to remain in or join a union. Great. Love that. Yeah. So if you if you take the job, you're saying. I won't join a union. I won't join a union.
1: Okay. And we are getting yep. rid of those. Love it. Yep. Yep. Title I of the Act permitted establishment of standards for maximum hours of labor, minimum rates of pay, and working conditions in industries covered by the codes. Hello, minimum wage. Yep. I see yep. you. Yep. It also authorized the president to impose the standards mentioned in the previous section on codes when voluntary agreement could not be reached. Okay, great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so it's like, if you can't come to an agreement, we're, all, we're just going to put this in place for you. Yep. You can try and do better. You can talk it out. We encourage you to do better. Yes. But if you can't do that, we will...
1: This boom, bang, is the boom. Rule. Yep. It also authorized regulation of oil pipelines and prices for transportation by pipeline of all petroleum products. Oh, my God. Yeah. Give, really me Give me regulations. Give me regulations. Yeah. And finally, it permitted the executive to take over any oil pipeline company, subsidiary, or businesses if the parent company was found in violation of the act. Go off. Yeah. Go They're
2: like, off. They really, they were serious about this.
1: And I love that. It's just so nice yep. to see some serious, some serious yep. act. Really? Yep. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors.
0: You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt.
2: So the law created the National Recovery Administration, which was to promote compliance with all of these codes and guidelines that they were setting forth. The NRA was chiefly engaged in drawing up industrial codes for companies to adopt and was empowered to make voluntary agreements with companies regarding work hours, rates of pay, and prices to charge for their products. So they're also trying to do something which is really important, which is to, like, streamline. They're trying to create, like, an industrial system. Yeah. And, like, to make, you know... With oversight. With oversight. Like, if you buy a gallon of milk, like, it shouldn't be 25 cents in Ohio and six bucks in New York. Like, there is going to be price difference, but, like, not... That's what they meant by, like, you know, the weird things in the free market. Like, there should be some, you know...
1: Standards.
2: Standard, thank you. There should be some standards, and... The free market, as it were, because does a free market really exist? Exist? No. We don't know. It seems like a nice ideal, but it doesn't ever work that way. No, 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 no. No, The NRA, not to be confused with the National Rifle Association. I, was, I saw that the, and I was like, yeah, oh. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. The National Recovery Administration began to work with businesses to establish the mandated codes for fair competition, which were, be, which were to be exempt from the antitrust laws. Cooperation to this extent among competing businesses would be ordinarily prohibited. Right. Okay. The agency ultimately established 557 basic codes or guidelines and 208 supplementary codes that affected about 22 million workers.
1: Do the work, honey.
2: Yes, like a good portion of the public. Quote Companies that subscribed to the NRA codes were allowed to display a blue Eagle emblem symbolic of cooperation with the NRA. Again, the National Recovery Act, uh National Recovery Administration, not
1: the National Rifle Association. Yeah. I love that and they it's like, like this... get a get a like a button or a pin or a picture. You know, it's like Yeah. It's like when you vote and you get a sticker. I love it. Yeah.
2: Well, it's the things that we're gonna start seeing like do you remember when um like, down in Asheville, North Carolina, when that city first opened, like, they were the one of the first big cities to open. Mm. When they opened, they made this, like, um, after COVID, they made, like, guidelines for all of their stores and shops. Yeah. And it was like, as a business owner, we'll do this. And as a customer, you're going to do this. And by entering our store, that's what you agreed to. And they had, like, placards and signs and, like, and so New York City's actually, like, that's the new thing. Like, we're going to start seeing those. Yeah, I love not already. Hopefully it's an yeah. eagle. Posted in the window. <laughs> New York tough, New York strong, New mm-hmm. York love. hmm Although the codes were hastily drawn uh-uh, and overly complicated and reflected the interests of big business at the expense of the consumer and small businessmen, they nevertheless did improve labor conditions in some industries and also aided the unionization movement. Okay. Got a I just mix yeah. Bag. I, mean, I
1: don't like. I don't knock them for trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, okay. There's gonna be some. There's gonna be some some hiccups along the way, but it's the yep. great gosh darn depression. There's yep. dust everywhere. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's figure go. this out. And yeah, if later let's on make... we're like this is a little too much, then we can pull
2: back. Right. Like, let's make some big decisions. See what happens. Yeah. We got to do something we have to we've never literally been do something here before. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't get it all right. They got some of it right. Although the National Recovery Administration ended when it was when the act was invalidated by the Supreme Court in 1935, many of its provisions were included in subsequent legislation. Sure. So the act did get struck down, but some of it still stood later on. Yeah. So that's all Title I stuff. That's like one, the first section of the bill. Title II provided $3.3 billion for public works projects. It established the Public Works Administration and provided for a two-year sunset provision. It outlines the types of public works that the PWA may seek to build or fund. It authorized the Public Works Administration to provide grants and or loans to states and localities to more rapidly reduce unemployment. As well as to use the power of eminent domain to seize land or materials to engage in these pro- in these projects. So like, we taken it and it's ours. Yeah, yeah. Title II also provided four hundred million for construction of public highways, bridges, roads, railroad crossings, paths, and other transportation projects. This is where like the funding came from for remember we did we talked mm-hmm. about yeah. Like the art side of this. Yeah. This title of the act also authorized the president to expend up to $25 million to purchase farms to relocate individuals living in overcrowded urban areas to farms and allowing them to raise crops and earn a living there. So they literally were like, let's move you people over, over to this new land we bought.
1: That's crazy. And then nuts, you know? Could you imagine? That would never not. happen. But it's like again, it's the Great Depression. We're in. We're yeah. standing in rubble. I'm like, all right, give me, like, give me a better idea. Yeah, you know, like I, they're literally throwing so much at the wall and seeing what yep. sticks, which uh, of yep. course has its problems, and of course is like an imperfect system. But I'm also like, yeah. it's the Great Depression. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like, people are dying in the streets because they can't get food. Like, do something. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just like, do something. Great. Do something. Buy do land, move yes. people over there. Okay. Yeah. Let's go.
2: Title II also provided for revenues to fund the Act. So, like, money to support all of these things that we're spending money on. Perfect. I know, right? And appropriated money for the implementation of the Act. So, we're like, great. Okay. We're moving money around. Somehow, we're paying for this. Title three of the Act... Uh, contained minor amendments to the Emergency Relief and Construction Act of 1932. It contained miscellaneous provisions and transferred the authority to engage in public works from the Reconstruction Finance Corporation to the Public Works Administration. That's called paperwork.
1: Paperwork. It's literally like, okay, what? <laughs> we need like... to dot our I's and cross our T's here. <laughs>
2: yep. Title yep. three is all of that. <laughs> Title three is all, did we get the right paper from the right people in the right order? Yeah. So... That's that's what they wrote into the act. So they're trying to really get a handle on the industries, and they're trying to do it by writing these guidelines and codes for everybody to, like, agree to follow. I love I mean, it's it. it's such a sweet, innocent proposal.
1: I mean, again, like, I'm just like, let's just. Great. Yeah. Show me a better idea. Yeah. Aside from, like, mandating stuff. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. I'm just looking at it like, okay, perfect. Yeah get us out of here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But let's talk about what did the act achieve, which is the question on everybody's mind. So first off, it succeeded only partially in accomplishing its goals. And on May 27th, 1935, less than three weeks before the act would have expired, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled it unconstitutional. That's like the most Supreme Court thing. It's like, Oh, uh, this is about to expire, but uh you know what? By the by, unconstitutional.
2: Unconstitutional. Way to
1: way to jump the gun, SCOTUS. Like, yep. who yep. glad glad you got in there before it was allowed to uh to live out those last three weeks. Who knows what it could have done? Like, why did it take so long? That's crazy. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> Just like, guys, hello. Hello. The nas- but meanwhile, the money is
2: spent and, like, oh, what are you going to do about that? It's done. like It's, it's literally a point. over. Like, the bridges are built or being built or being, like, engineered. The, the art is on the wall. It's done. The unions are being formed. Yeah. This is so funny. Okay. Yeah. So
1: the National Industrial Recovery Act was set to expire by June of 1935, but as we said, was declared unconstitutional in May. In the Supreme Court case, ALA... Ooh... Schechter? Yeah. Schechter schecter Schechter. Yeah. Schechter poultry? <laughs> poultry corporation poultry. versus the united states of course it's poultry yep. of course it's poultry chicken, i can't chicken, chicken. wait to see what this act is all or this this <laughs> case is all about oh man i bet i they did didn't give you the like... court case to read i oh, good yeah yeah. I mean, I bet they didn't like whatever provisions and, and guidelines they had to follow. No, they did not. Poultry was a nasty business in 1935.
2: It's you don't still need to have pretty. been there to
1: know that. No. One of the no, roughest, it's... toughest things is poultry. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Let's talk about the case. I love it. Great. So, Do the it. major provision under review in this case was the quote, live poultry code. I'm not going to like this. Which was approved yep. by the president on April 13, 1934. The intended purpose of the code was to establish a code of fair competition in the city of New York. Section 3 of the act authorized the president to regulate unfair competition in business by implementing industrial codes to regulate weekly employment hours, wages, and minimum ages of employees. Minimum ages. No children. I love that this is, they're like, let's challenge this. Okay. The legal question to be decided by the Supreme Court was whether Congress had unconstitutionally delegated legislative power to the president through the implementation of the act. You know what this is doing to me? What? I want to I stick my head into <laughs> a fire because all <laughs> all John Roberts does is say, Congress should legislate. Congress should yes. do this. And now yeah. we have this poultry ass case being like Congress legislated too hard. <laughs> and I, love that. I wanna poultry... put my whole
0: body into a fire.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because we it. simply cannot fucking win. We cannot win. I'm just like, what? I just they they literally gave the president the authority to do this. And the Supreme Court's like, right. okay, Congress legislated. We can't have that. Oh, okay. Love it. Love poultry. Here we go. <laughs> the case was decided within the same time frame as a similar court decision that also resulted in the striking down of federal attempts to remedy economic crisis that resulted from the Great Depression. Supreme Court's just over here like, you can't do that. You can't do that. Let them starve. La yep. la la. Love it. Yep. This decision was especially detrimental to the FDR administration, as the National Industrial Recovery Act was a major key in FDR's New Deal legislation aimed at stabilizing and revitalizing the economy. FDR even went as far as to declare that the court's definition of interstate commerce was an obstacle to national health. I mean, I'm not mad at FDR right now. <laughs> no. I'm not mad. Literally no. FDR has been given, he has taken over the presidency. He has been given yep. rubble. He has he has yep. he has been given rubble and and everybody's yep. starving and dying and there's dust and he's like, "Okay, here we go. I'm going to build up this country again and try to feed everybody." And the Supreme Court is like, honestly, you are overstepping by trying to feed the people. And Congress, you're yeah. overstepping by doing legislation. And you know what? And by the by, and thus and thus, and thereby thus, we suck. You know? We suck. I fight with them all the time. But this, this era of They're Supreme pe- Court, I want nothing to do with. It's really, it's really like
2: heartless. <laughs> I just want nothing I mean, you to can do see with what- it. That You can see why FDR was like, okay, but what if we put more people on the court? Hear me out. Hear me out. These people suck. So yeah. what if we put non-sucky, non-sucky people, people on the court? Yeah. Yeah. That was his, I mean, really a grand plan.
1: <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't blame him. Because again, if I, I was, I if I was having him. to solve the Great Depression, I'd be like, you know what? Let me see all the options. Yeah. And if people yeah. are getting in the way with that because of technicalities, I'd be like, I want you to die like i'm so yeah. Uh-huh. yeah go off fdr okay and finally the specific reasons for the failure of the national industrial recovery act are still debated today and many of the suggested causes include that the act promoted economically harmful monopolies that it lacked critical support from the business community and that it was poorly administered additionally Because the Act encouraged unionization of workers, significant labor unrest was a result, which brought to light the other problem, that the National Industrial Recovery Act had no mechanism in place to manage the resulting problems. This issue prompted the passage of the National Labor Relations Act of 1935. Yeah. So it
2: was like a baby act. They tried. They did their best. The National Industrial Recovery Act of 1933. They tried. They did their best. She wasn't perfect. She got some good stuff started. But then we learned what the problems were. And then passed a a new
1: piece of legislation. Right. Two years later. Yeah. Two years later. Yeah. I mean, not a perfect thing. I see the the severe consequences that happened from it. But I'm also, again, like, this is the Great Depression. If we aren't doing anything, like, I, we can't be debating around trying to decide what's the best way to go about this. We need to start doing some stuff. And then as yep. we see what's not working, then we start adjusting. It's the Great Depression. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Put me in. <laughs> honey, preach. Honey, preach. Put pre- me in, coach. Put me in, coach. Put me put in. Me in. <laughs> FTR, put me in. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. That would have been a catastrophe.
2: Uh, I feel like you would have been great. Oh You're my God. Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Let's give the money to the people who have no food.
1: Yeah. Let's just try that. Let's try let's that. Let's try that. What and if see we just tried, happens. hear me out, feeding people? What? Yeah. Let's and see where that goes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I feel like the feeding of the people
1: could and the result. sheltering of the
2: humans could result in fewer starving, displaced humans.
1: Exactly right. Just a thought. Just a thought. Again. Oh, yep. I forgot. Women aren't allowed here. So sorry. <laughs> right. So, 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 so sorry. sorry. So sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah. guys, that is the National Industrial Recovery Act of 1933. Yes. And another little, little episode on the New Deal. I mean, what a deal it was. What a deal. What a deal. What a deal. I feel like we'll never cover it all, but we will. We will, but it is, we are climbing the mountain.
2: (laughs) Yes. We're, you know, it's, it's a, it's a mountain, not a molehill. It is. And we're making our way. We We are making
1: our way. Climbing that mountain. We are, it's FDR's mountain and we are simply passengers on the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) We are along for the ride. We're along for the ride. But guys, you know what I'm going to say. We love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. You can rate us. You can review us. You can also subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.